Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Sammies. I know that we talk about a lot of things that could be considered triggering, but this week's episode deals specifically with suicide. So we just want to remind you that if you or someone you love is struggling with thoughts of suicide, you can always call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Their number is 1-800-273-8255. It's totally okay to ask for help. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared? No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Hello! Hello. And welcome to episode... 30-something. Three? Sure. Maybe? Let's go with that. Five? I love it. 33. Four? Seven? The year year of (laughs) Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus. Yeah. Because he died at 33 <laughs> an old man hi everyone hi everyone as well this is kim and cut stay alive maybe we're a horror movie comedy podcast where we play a game to see if we can stay alive in your favorite horror movies and we spoil the whole fucking thing Woo! so i'm kim i'm ketrick <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get a lot of points today. I am Ketrin, and I am positive of that. (laughs) I am sure that I am Ketrin. (laughs) I'm wondering if I'm Ketrin. I I feel like we're very much ourselves in this and very open with a lot of our business. Correct. (laughs) Yes. But still, sometimes we get some feedback on social media where, or like we try to get people to like guess certain things about like, whose is this? Whose is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like sometimes people write messages like about like why they think it's the wrong answer. Uh huh. And I'm intrigued about to? that. What are you referring to specifically? There's a couple. Okay. Um, Let's one hear it. we just did that it, whether or not Ketrin should relate to oh, Carrie more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and obviously, look, most people were right. It was like 87% yes. <laughs> So that one's pretty, pretty uh, spot on. Sure. But someone wrote a message, say they voted no, and they were like, no, she's too sweet for that. And I was like, what? (laughs) Too sweet? (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't stop laughing. I don't know (laughs) in my life that I've ever been described as sweet. Yeah. And not that you're not sweet because you are, but like, I was like, no one would ever describe me as that. And also Carrie is sweet. And that's kind of the point yeah. is like she's actually very sweet and like nice and gets made fun of and then burns the, the fucking place house to down. the ground yeah and i was like if ketrin had telekinetic powers i the world would be burning around her literally burning around like burn it, it would just be burning in a in a moving circle around me and everyone i love but everyone else would be yeah. burning like 
the Nazis in in the Indiana Jones movie. So I thought that was interesting. I was like, is that not come across through here? I, yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> so as I thought about, because I really did some soul searching when that poll came back that mm-hmm. 87% of people thought that I should relate more to Carrie. And I was like, what is it about myself that I'm not aware of? Let's <laughs> let's really like dive into this. It was a good learning lesson. Yeah. yeah and a little so, self-reflective. Yeah. So <laughs> here's what I thought about Carrie. Like for what when I said like I don't really relate to her, it was that she was so like mousy in the beginning. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that is what I associate Carrie with. Like the idea that she was mousy and then kind of lost her shit. Whereas like I'm constantly on the verge of losing my shit and making everyone aware that I'm constantly on the verge of burning the school down. So I think that was the part where I was like, really? Like, I don't I'm not mousy. You know what I mean? A hundred percent not mousy. But like she also was just like made fun of a lot. And like you talk a lot about like your shitty high school days. So it's kind of of like that. And then I had a lot of friends in high school for sure. But I did not have any boyfriends friends yeah at all at all whatsoever <laughs> um yeah did we do, was there another one that there was something else that? where it was like when we posted who's drinking 27 drinks and someone i forget like actually what they said because it was like kim seems like the innocent one for right. some reason like it was for some reason it was like the drinks they voted you mine were the 27 drinks but they're like kim seems like the innocent one and i was like no no (laughs) kim and i were definitely on par with each other when we you know were both single first moved here like in our 20s we were on par but but kim was always going to be the one who edged me out for sure yeah and in college too like i was like yeah i would say i was always but a little bit further you always edged me out for sure but i never it was never like yeah never like you we weren't like opposite right it wasn't like i was the innocent one and you were the bad girl it was just kind of like you're always gonna win this race i'm gonna go to bed yeah exactly so it was something along those lines and i was like i actually do remember that yeah i remember that now too (laughs) that's so funny i know i would it's so interesting like the pieces of one's personality that come out in different yeah. scenarios that's so funny <laughs> i am cannot move from the position i'm currently in uh <laughs> in case <laughs> like if the fire if the building catches on fire right now like i'm gonna burn with it because <laughs> for those of you that saw our second post-mortem video you know that which would only be our patrons. Uh, right. No, no, no. I'm saying so the patrons okay. that are listening, if you saw our second postmortem video, then you know that Kim and I did a our own jump rope challenge. For those of you that are not <laughs> that are not patrons, you can sign up to see us do a really sad, <laughs> embarrassing jump rope challenge. I wasn't prepared because I didn't know I would be challenged. I right. thought we already exclaimed that I couldn't do it and left it at that. But we needed proof. For sure. <laughs> it was- for those of you that don't know what this is, Kim and I are both boxers, and there's a very specific type of jump roping that you should know how to do to be quicker on your feet. And it looks like the simplest so thing simple. that you've ever seen, and it is the hardest thing that one has ever attempted to do. I can't make it happen. So it is just so, but I was determined. So I did 20 rounds of jump roping until I got it. Nope. And I got it. You did. But she here's sent the me a thing. Video. I can't walk. Yep. Going from zero rounds of jump roping to 20 rounds of jump nope. roping, I don't recommend. 
Then on top of it, I also threw my neck out eating oatmeal. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So I am currently immobilized and feeling cool, feeling Feeling like super young and vibrant and healthy and good. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's where I am. And Kim, where are you today? Uh, I'm leaving for Bali in T minus 11 hours. That's so exciting. So. Don't worry, I'm getting all of her flight information <laughs> so that I can know exactly where she is at all times. And I put a tracker on her phone. Except that I don't even know where I'm going to be at all times. But I will. <laughs> Actually, did you know that there is an app that I'm definitely getting that's Find Your Friends? And you can just know oh, yeah. where your friends are at all times. I think I have it. Really? Because it's supposed to be, isn't it like meant for like kind of walking home alone sort of thing? Or there, I don't know. I have an app that's like, like. Oh, it's not meant for just me sitting on my couch stalking. wanting to know where all my friends are. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is for that. Yeah. But I don't want to join for that reason. I want to turn it on to be like, hey, I'm walking home. Can you just make sure I might, you know. I'm going to bother you so much. I can't <laughs> wait when I'm just like, I get stop and turn gas, it off. <laughs> you weirdo. <sighs> stop following me i, I need to live my life i can't i need to have a free spirit i can't you can be free as you want i just want to watch it that's not a creepy i just need to know you're safe in life that's fine that's all i got do we have a do we have any any other business that we need to cover we have a review from from whom it is from don anelli Donna Nelly. Don. That's a very musical sounding name already. We actually totally, Don is the best. Um, yeah. He runs a Facebook group called the Horror Roundup. Oh, I love. If anyone wants to join, you totally should. It's just like having horror discussions. And, and he's been and like rounding so supportive it up. and like <laughs> sharing our pod like for a pretty long time. Like I don't, I don't even know how he came across it from the beginning. I know, but he's, um, he's one of our. He's been sharing it like always like every week it comes out he'll like share it which is so supportive i know nice. you're you're one of our really appreciate it mvps donna nelly yeah so here's your song let's hear it okay R- bring it at me bring ready it to get you make some noise Re- <laughs> you want me to make some noise what style was that i was going for 80s hair but i think you nailed it i'm not i did something (laughs) other than nail it (laughs) maybe that wasn't what you were doing but that's what i took from not entirely sure what i was doing but we delivered as always well we really appreciate you don we really appreciate you don Thank you. Do you want to hear about what I did? Yeah, I do. What I watched. What you do? I watched a movie. Did you? Weird. Was it for the I feel like you today. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, words are just not coming out in the way that I want them to. Uh, I did watch a movie. Welcome to my life. It's rough. I did watch a movie with one of my favorite actresses in it. Who? Natalie Dormer who plays Marjorie on Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and she was also in the Tudors. Like, that was the first thing that she she's in this one. Cool. It's called The Forest. Okay. 
And I'm not going to tell you exactly what it's about, but what I will say is I already have researched this thing that it's about, but I didn't realize what it was because they used the Japanese name for it rather than the name that I know. Interesting. And I'm not entirely sure that I would have watched it if I had known immediately what it was. Because I I try to know as little about something as possible. Me too. I don't even read the... I'll read if I read it I'll read maybe half of the like one line description yeah, kind yeah. of thing but mainly I'm just looking at like how many skulls or bones or hearts it has or whatever yeah. the fuck stars also are a thing to tomatoes people. tomatoes yeah knives because this Ghosts. was this was uh, the <laughs> sure haystacks uh, this did you say haystacks yep. cool yeah all those haystack movies haystack theme mm. movies so it was heavy, just oh, so all right. we all know. And I actually, I don't know that we've ever done this before because we talk about a lot of like, you know, unsavory things. They are horror movies after all. But I think I might need to do like a trigger warning. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, so for a thing that you can't mention <laughs> for uh, anyone who has ever. Maybe we can input it in later. And yeah. Any for the people listening. Yeah. But don't give it to me. Right. I'm going to do a trick. We'll do a trigger warning you'll he- you will have already heard a trigger warning and then you'll hear me talking about how we might want to put a trigger warning in <laughs> so that's what we'll do okay so first we'll play fuck now i'm concerned it's it's gonna it was a really good it was a really good movie oh, just yeah, so you know that, that's great okay so dead or alive first is sarah who's played by nat and just so you know I have their real character names because there's not a lot, but I switch back and forth, which I might get confusing. So I'll tell you both names that I use for them because I didn't realize I did that. So Sarah and or Nat, I started writing that. I need you to pick one and stick with it. Uh, Okay, then we'll do Nat. Whatever feels best. Yeah, we'll do Nat. Although I would prefer, well, let me hear the rest of them. Because okay. Nat makes me think of Natalie Portman because you called her Nat her for an Nat. entire yeah, episode. Yeah, I know. That's Okay, so you can choose each character what I will call them. <laughs> I deem thee Sarah. Okay. Sarah slash Nat is now Sarah. Is she dead or alive? Uh, alive. Okay. Jess slash twin. She dead or alive? Is there another twin? Yes. It's Sarah's twin. Oh. Uh, twin. Okay. So we have Sarah and twin. Great. Um, dead or alive? I'm going to say dead. Okay. Aiden slash hot reporter slash HR. <laughs> choose what you would like me to refer to him as uh let's go hot reporter hot reporter okay great dead or alive um hot reporter is dead okay mishi slash guide oh alive okay boyf slash boyf boyf dead okay great great all right let's take a walk in the forest okay shall we all right i'm nervous you should be. So we open on someone running through very deep, dark woods, screaming for help. And it is very dark. So we're only seeing parts of their body as they move through moonlight and mm-hmm. the leaves. Gotcha. All of a sudden, Sarah wakes up and she's getting up and we see that she's sort of just like getting ready for her day. So she woke up from this nightmare, but doesn't seem particularly upset by it. She just is like, okay, my alarm's going off. Mm -hmm. Then we see that she's talking to her boyf and her boyf is like, you know, you really don't have to come. And she's like, no, this is important for your work. Like, I'll be okay. 
And it turns out she hasn't heard from her twin sister in a while. Oh, no. And she's, you know, trying to put on a smiling face at her husband's dinner. But we can tell that she's distracted. She then gets a call after the dinner from the Japanese police. Mm. And they tell her that... What? This just made me think about me traveling. Oh. And you getting a call from the Balinese police. police. So they say a missing report has been filed for your sister. However, Mm. the last time that she was seen was in the suicide forest. (gasps) And they use the Japanese word for it, which begins with an A. And I'm not even going to like attempt to say it because it's going to be disrespectful and I don't even want to go there. So it's referred to in in English as the suicide forest, but it's got a long Japanese A name. And they said, and honestly, when that is someone's last reported place that they've been seen, Mm -hmm. we only search for 48 hours because... There's really only one reason people stray off the path of the suicide forest. Right. That's when we learn that they're not just sisters, they're twins. And so now she's talking to her boy about the call that she just got. And she's convinced that she that her twin is okay. And uh, her boyfriend is like, you're you're constantly bailing her out. Like she's constantly throwing you into like a tizzy of, you know, what trouble has she gotten into now? And he's like, you can't keep doing this. So Kim, you've just gotten that call. Mm -hmm. She's done things like this before where she's like gone missing and turned up. What does she decide to do? And what do you do? Also knowing that the Japanese police are only going to look for 48 hours. I mean, I guess she's going to go to Japan. Okay. And do you? Um, and you can get as specific. So so a lot of these questions are very similar in like, what would you do? But like, you can get as specific as you want. Like, it doesn't have to just be a go or not go. Like, mm. you can, you know what I mean? Because I think that's the only way that you're going to be able to like, stay alive in this. Okay. I think, hmm. well... <sighs> my goal is to stay alive i don't think i'm going <laughs> okay all right i'm gonna let the police do their work i and mean and maybe i know my sister maybe all right that's two dings Woo! that will keep you alive sorry sis yeah <laughs> so all right so she's like start getting ruthless in these things i, I mean if we're trying to stay I'm alive kind not make person. friends yeah <laughs> look I don't know my answers anymore. What I would do in maybe real life, because but but honestly, but still, it's not would I go like pick up and be like, oh well, I'm immediately going to Japan. She did this before, and right, they're still looking right. Um, go right now, and that's why I said like there may be other things. Like I don't know that it's just go or not go, right? Yeah. You know, um, so now she does decide to go. So we now see her getting off a plane in Japan with her luggage and she calls her sister and it goes straight to voicemail. Mm -hmm. So she's walking around Japan, checking into a Japanese hotel. It's just kind of this little montage of her by herself in Japan. She goes to a sushi place and Mm -hmm. the sushi place, the sushi is like still moving. Oh my God. And she's like, can I have one that's not, that's like dead? (laughs) Oh God! And he, they all just kind of like laugh at her, and so then we see her in her hotel room 
eating a bag of Japanese chips. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she's looking at birthday videos on Facebook of her and her sister. Because they're twins, so they have the same birthday. Is that what twins have? Yep, same birthday. Interesting. Yeah. Is this, are they identical? So Mm -hmm. is it her playing both? She's playing both, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So she's looking at videos of her sister online, and then she also starts looking up pictures of the suicide forest. Mm -hmm. And it's rough. This is, do you know about the suicide forest? I've heard of it, but I don't think i would i would need a refresher it's as do uh, when it comes to all things yeah well I'll t- I immediately black them out right uh <laughs> and it would make sense if you block this out so i'll uh, i don't want to give anything away so i'll maybe i'll talk about it more okay. so now she's asleep in japan in her hotel room and she's in a dream in the dream she is walking down a very very dark hallway a lot of this movie is very dark only Mm -hmm. the suggestion of someone doing something so Mm -hmm. it's like I kind of had to get used to that which is great it adds to the ambiance but it's like is she walking is that a person what's happening right so she's walking down a hallway in this dream and she comes to a door and it appears to be locked at first so then she keeps walking a little bit further down the hallway towards another door and we hear a faint sing-songy children's voice oh, just God. kind of humming no. something nope. in the dream. Yeah, no. it was uh, creepy kids galore, Burnsy. I Don't am telling like you. It. Telling Ugh. you. So now she is walking down the hallway further towards this sing-songy voice, and she finds the other door. This one is unlocked, and it's got this faint sort of orange glow behind it. She walks into the room, and there is a yellow camping tent in the Mm -hmm. middle of the room and there is a silhouette of uh what we can clearly see as two little girls sitting Mm -hmm. in the tent Mm -hmm. she unzips the tent very slowly and it is her Mm -hmm. or her sister Mm -hmm. as a little girl looking back at her and she bends to that she makes a really scary screamy face that i have to find a picture of because that what you just did was what i did (laughs) but there was no way to describe it it was like her it was like her mouth opened so wide it was just like a black void and it you know exactly what i'm saying it was super fucking scary and i was like fuck me and i was watching this alone terrible idea yeah welcome to my fucking life katrin go fuck yourself it's rough So the little girl screams and also her alarm goes off at the same time. So she wakes up. She she wakes up real calm, cool and collected after super fucked up dreams. Like it I was like, like she doesn't have them all the time. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> she she was like a dream pro for sure. She's now walking through. This is real life daytime. Mm-hmm. She's walking through the hallway of a Japanese school and she comes upon a room that has like a name on the door and it says Miss Jess. Mm hmm. So clearly her sister came to Japan to teach English. And so she's going to her sister's school and she sees, she goes, finds her classroom and she walks up to the classroom and is looking in the doorway to be like, hi. One of the girls looks at her and starts screaming her head off, like screaming as if she saw a a ghost. Now we're in the principal's office with the girl who started screaming, Sarah, and the principal. And the principal is like, so-and-so is really, really sorry, but she says she thought you were a Yuri. And she's like, what's a Yuri? 
and she says it's it's a ghost and she says she thought you were the ghost of miss jess because the last place that they saw miss jess was in the suicide forest on their class trip what don't even get me we'll we'll get to that in a second so sarah explains to her that that they're twins and the principal is talking to her about the suicide forest and because she's like you know what why why does she think that i'm a ghost and the principal says well in old times the forest was a place for ubaste which she describes as a place where when the village surrounding mount fuji uh ran out of food there was a drought famine didn't have enough food they would lead the elderly, the sick, and the blind there oh. and leave them to die. Right, 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 I'm right, right, right. so mad about that. Like, I'm just like, just kill them. Like, just do it quick. Like, yeah. don't be like, here's your life now of slowly starving to death and knowing <laughs> your family abandoned you. Oh. Like, that just seems like a really inefficient, cruel way to do it. Just fucking kill somebody. So she's like, that's, there's a lot of fucking ghosts there because that's uh, what the forest was fucking for. Wow. And uh, Sarah asked the question that we're all wondering is, why the fuck would you take a class trip there? For sure. Why? Why would you do that? Why? And the principal is like, it's part of Mount Fuji and Mount Fuji is a part of our history. Mm-hmm. And just because, basically, like, just because it's unpleasant doesn't mean it's not important yeah, to learn about our history. About everything, yeah. And I'm kind of like, we, I don't, let's read about it. Let's, we don't need to go there. So, I mean, we learn about like, you know, wars and shit. And I guess you're right. And things. I guess I'm having so many feelings about like going to this forest that I'm having trouble separating like my reaction to the forest versus why someone might want to go. I mean, I think if you learned about it from being a child and their history, you wouldn't have these kinds of feelings. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. So she's like, the spirits can't rest there and then the girl who started screaming starts saying something very urgently to the principal because she doesn't speak english so she's saying it in japanese and uh the principal translates to to sarah and says it's not that it's not just that they can't rest they come back angry that was what the girl wanted to impart to her and so sarah says can i see her room so the principal takes her to her room. It's kind of like a. I I have some friends who taught English in China, I believe, and it's like a very all-encompassing kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. they have a bring, like a lot of Americans will go over to teach English, and then they kind of all live in like kind of a dormitory type setting yeah. and stuff. So she takes her to her room, and Sarah's looking around, and she sees a picture of the two of them as kids, and we already know what they look like because it was the little girl that we saw in the tent. Mm-hmm. And we see, we then cut to a flashback and it's uh, Sarah and her twin, current age, maybe a few years younger, but like it's Natalie playing Mm -hmm. her and they're packing up their dead grandmother's house and they're just kind of talking and folding up doilies and whatever. And twin says, be careful of that jar. She kept grandpa in it. And sorry, this is a video she's watching. It's a flashback. Oh, it's a flashback. As she's okay. looking at like the picture of oh, her and her sister. Okay, okay. So then that's the only little part that we see of the flashback for now. Now we're back in Twins' room, and Sarah picks up a jar of anxiety medicine. She also picks up postcards and maps of the suicide forest. Mm. 
we go back to the flashback, same room, same packing up scene, same scene, just a continuation of it. And they're talking about how, you know, they hadn't seen their grandma for six months and the twin feels really bad about that. Mm. And Sarah's kind of like, we didn't abandon her. Like she gets it. We had to live our own lives you know it's not like we bailed and never talked to her again but they hadn't talked to her for six months and this is where sarah learns that twin is gonna move to japan Mm -hmm. she's peacing out we are now uh she's now left her twins room and she's on a train a train going up the mountain and she's sitting across from a man on the train who doesn't say anything but he looks so fucking sad and so you're just like, cool, 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 cool. Train ride to the suicide forest. Cool, cool, cool. How many people on this fucking train are going to go to the suicide forest and go kill themselves? It was rough, Burns. It was rough. Jeez. So she gets off the train and she crosses the tracks and there's ominous music playing. It was really interesting because like there's obviously a train up the mountain and there are roads on the mountain that are wide enough for two cars, but there's no cars. So like, it, it's like there are means to get up and down the mountain, but it doesn't, it's not like there's a lot of traffic, you know? Yeah. And so she gets off the train and she's just walking up a road with her luggage, just pulling it behind her forest on either side of her nobody else around Mm -hmm. so like that in and of itself was super ominous and i'm kind of like why does she have her luggage oh like it looks like she's now going to be staying in a hotel on the mountain i think okay so she comes to the visitor center and she walks up to this really sweet lady you ever just see someone and like they don't really have Mm -hmm. much to say or do this is in movies or real life but their energy and you just want to curl up with a cup of tea with them that's what this lady was to me i was thinking about that actually like last week in the car yeah what like I was just like, I just love that. It happens at work sometimes, you know, because actually there's some people put that on like mm. they're trying so hard. Like I appreciate when someone is being nice to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? As compared to just like ignoring you. Yeah. But, but like, it's not the same. Um, Some people are like, what's your name? Da, 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 da. Like it's like too much. And I'm like, you're making me uncomfortable actually yeah. by your quote unquote unquote kindness. Yeah. And some people don't even have to say anything. They're just warm warm and cozy yeah yes i completely when i had to go to the courthouse i like tried to be that for that lady because like i know that that's a goddamn those kind of jobs like the dmv and things like that oh my god can you imagine because it's people wait like i waited in line for maybe an hour or something like you're just standing in a line yeah for so long and it's not even like a sit down call your number sort of thing like it's just like you're literally standing in a line yeah and i was like i know so many people come up and are just like yeah but also like i was tired like i didn't have enough energy to really be like to communicate to say anything to her you know but i was like I'm just really going to turn my energy up and like send her that and like thank her. I love and I that. Like she really got it because by then she was just like, thank you so much. I'm positive like, that you. she did because I, I, you're good at sending energy. I get mm-hmm. your energy Thanks. when you send it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, sending it now. <laughs> Thanks. Sending it to all of you. Thanks. Sometimes I think about how humorous slash not humorous it would be if I had to work at a place like the DMV. <laughs> And what kind of customer service I would provide. Yeah, I don't think that you'd uh, make it. I think no. that you would be fired. I would just be carrying 
C-A-R-R. Yeah. <laughs> the movie carrying everybody all the time. You would carry, <laughs> carry it up. I would carry, carry it up. Yeah. So we walk into the visitor center and something that did not occur to me is that she is a twin. So if somebody has met her twin, mm. people are having a reaction to her that is foreign to her, yeah. but she is very familiar to someone else. Right. That blew my mind. I feel like that specific thing never occurred to me. Like when we talk to like Steph and Stacy about being twins, yeah. I think about the times when they are playing that game where they know that they look alike yeah. and they are using it to their advantage. It never occurred to me that that exact same mix happens. up could happen to them just any time. Yeah, it's weird. The closest thing I ever had to it was my mom and I look so much alike. Right, me too. That I had someone come up when I was back in Baltimore. I had someone come up to me that I'd never met before in a CVS. And she goes, oh, you're Peggy's daughter. Ah, And I was like, I'm sorry. And she was like, I've never met you before. And I was like, I'm aware. Clearly. She was like, but you just look just like her. And I was like... (laughs) That's so funny that you used to have with me and my mom too. That's a, yeah, it's great. I mean, we both are a very high level of looking like our moms. It's For pretty sure. crazy. Yeah. So back to the visitor center, she walks in and she says to the woman at, at the, the warm lady at the desk, have you seen my sister? Mm-hmm. She's me, but she still shows her a picture of her. And I'm like, you're it's you. <laughs> and um, she says she came here on a school trip and disappeared. And the woman behind the desk says, Yep, we found her. What? She's smiling. She's like, I'll take you to her. What? Exactly. Sarah's like, why? So she leads her to the door down to a. So sorry. It really scared me. It's just spam, everybody. It's my. 14th spam call of the Robo day. Call. Yeah. Uh, so sorry. So she's standing at the top of the stairs looking down a very creepy set of stairs into a basement. Uh-huh. And the lady is walking down ahead of her and Sarah's like, uh, why? Why are we? Where are we? Why? Well, now I'm scared of this very warm lady. Why? Why are we? Where are we? Why? And <laughs> how do we? How did he? 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 And uh, she's like, uh, she looks up and she's like, come on. And she's like, well, but why are we going? Oh, and she's no. like, and she just says very warmly, very, very not creepily. This is where we keep the bodies when we found them. Oh, no. What? So Sarah is really stoic. Like, it was a really interesting character choice because this whole time I kept having the reaction of, your sister might be dead, mm-hmm. but she is so stoic, but it wasn't in a way that made me feel like she wasn't making a good acting choice. Right, right, it right. was clearly a character choice, and we learn why later, okay. which is super interesting. So she's freaked out by the basement, but walks down, and the woman says, we keep them cold. It's really cold down here. We keep them cold until someone comes to collect them. She says, but don't worry. Someone stays with them the whole time. Otherwise, their bodies scream all night. Ah! 
And she's just saying it like she's a warm little cup of tea telling you about dead bodies. Oh, my God. And I was like, I mean, if somebody has to lead me to a cold room of bodies, I guess I'd want it to be this lady. For sure. I mean, let's, you know. All right, let's we do all this. have our place in life, we and do. she found her. We do. It's leading people to cold, dead bodies <laughs> and making them feel like she's a cup of but tea. Will it's yeah. scream and turn into ghosts yep. if they're left alone? Yep, 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 yep. <clears throat> um, so she takes her into a room with a bunch of bodies covered in sheets. I'm upset. Me too. And she's about to take the sheet off of one of them when little warm cup of tea hears someone upstairs. And she says, someone's upstairs. Just wait right here. No, I'll be back in a no, second. No. <laughs> so my no. question is, you have four points. I'm going to read all four the questions. I'm going to read all the questions to you. Okay. Question uh, four. Question two. Point one is, does Sarah wait? Question mm-hmm. two is, what does she do? Question three is, do you wait? Question four is, what do you do? Okay, I'm going to say she waits because she seems stoic. Mm-hmm. And I think she pulls the sheet off. Okay. I don't wait and I go back up with warm <laughs> cup of tea. I just keep drinking my warm cup of tea as much as I can. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Four points. Quadruple ding. Quadruple. I think that's our first quadruple ding. Way to go. We need to mark this occasion. What should we do to celebrate? Quadruple ding. Woohoo. Maybe I'll make you a little medal for it on social media. A little social social media medal. I accept. I'd like to thank (laughs) Mishi. Her warm energy. Oh, this isn't Mishi. Oh, we haven't met Mishi yet. I'd like to thank warm cup of warm tea. cup of tea. Her yeah, warm energy. Yeah, and my dead twin sister. Yeah, yeah. So, warm cup of tea goes back upstairs. Sarah is standing in the room with several bodies covered in sheets. She walks over. She pulls off the sheet and begins to gag like she's going to vomit. Mm-hmm. runs back upstairs and she says to warm cup of tea it's not her what and warm cup of tea says good news so obviously not to get too graphic but it was clearly another brunette white girl okay and so if you've killed yourself there are parts of your features that are going to become deformed and less recognizable especially if you've been hanging from a tree for however long you've been hanging from a tree and you'll realize in this forest that based on how the forest is arranged and how big it is bodies could it could be a few hours before they're discovered or they could never be discovered. Yeah, for sure. That is the range of time that we're talking about and how big this forest is. We'll okay. learn more about that later. So it makes sense to me that the oh, me warm cup of tea sees a brunette white girl looking for her sister and says, there's a brunette white girl downstairs. Even without like that type of death, the body looks different. Different. Like, it just looks exactly. like a different person. Yeah. So warm tup- cup of tea seems g- genuinely happy and is just like, good news. Mm. 
her character also really fascinates me. I think I've talked to you about this before, probably not on the podcast, that people who are really comfortable with death, I want to just be in their presence all the time. And mm-hmm. I don't mean comfortable with death, like Dexter is comfortable with death or like, uh, or like a... So not, like, a sociopath, not a sociopath, psychopath sort of way. Or even someone like, mm-hmm. it's someone who who is comfortable with in a way that makes you feel like warm, warm. inside. Yeah. My mom is really good at that. I actually Aww. call my mom a happy death fairy because like right. she is a great person to hold the hand of someone who is dying or someone who is grieving. Like she's just if if you need a hand to hold, Peggy's is the one you want to hold. That's so actually sweet. I actually painted a picture of her as a happy death fairy standing next to a horse and the horse has just skeleton bones for wings yeah and it's like mom with like long gray hair and she's just holding an an unhatched egg in her hand standing next to like sweet yeah but this is what i think this lady is like a happy death fairy yeah i just loved her so i feel like um like yeah our family i feel like my family is i feel like is very good at that yeah i feel like i've talked to you about that too yeah we're like Who's the happy death fairy in your family? Like, I think it's because we're Irish Catholics, so right. we're not really, like, talking about shit. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that someone's a happy death fairy. Mm. It's that, like, in general, a funeral tends to be a very fun time. Mm. Like, I've had to go home for a couple of funerals. There, cu- there was a couple years that were, like, a couple, like, a little bit in a row. I was, yeah, like, going yeah, home yeah, yeah, for yeah, some yeah. deaths. But, like, my grandmother's funeral was, like, to this day, like, I think about it a lot. Like, it was one of, like, the most fun times with my family i love that, that. i had i love that because it's like a it brought everyone together because she was like our matriarch and yeah. then like so it was like people from like because some live in florida and different things you know and like you know and then just telling stories about her and like irish dancing oh, and like I like all it. of my mom and her like my mom is like one of five sisters and they all irish dance together and oh. stuff like that like it was fun yeah you know and That's- my aunts too yeah it's just like i feel like we it's like we're not having a funeral to like it's sad the funeral part is sad and I cry like a fuck ton because oh, I went to lots of years of therapy to feel my feelings right. and I'm an of actor course. Yeah. I take classes on feeling my feelings <laughs> so <laughs> and there's a lot of feelings on those days um, yeah. so I bought my eyes out and obviously you know some other members of family too but like then it's like a party it's yeah. just really fun but I, I love that you know I've told Eric this even though he doesn't like talking about it you know that if I if I die and you're around I only want to party like I'm talking like I want to party I want like beer pong I want a moon bounce I want like super fun party time people can cry but I also want super fun party I mean, time how what are you dying in, in soon nobody ever knows I'm just saying you got to get this shit out there well I plan on being old as fuck no that's great so are you saying I sure. can't have I'm a moon bounce sure even if be, I'm old as fuck I guess you know what I'll moon bounce for you in my when I'm in triple digits. Thank you. I I appreciate that. And then my bones just break and shatter. This is for you, Catherine. Oh my god, that would be great. Crackle, 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 and then you crackle. can then you can join me up in up in my bones in just shatter to pieces. <laughs> just turn to dust. <laughs> great. So moon bounce at my funeral. I'll have a moon bounce at your funeral too, whether you want one or not. I'm never dying, bitch. All right. So now she's like, so listen, warm cup of tea. Is there someone who can help me search the forest? Oh, man. And warm cup of tea says, nope. And also, don't leave the path. And (laughs) 
she's like i love her yeah and sarah is just like no i'm gonna search the forest and warm cup of tea is like you really shouldn't (laughs) but like in her sweet little way of going i can't control what you do but i can also give you my recommendation so i love her uh sarah goes outside with her luggage like outside of the visitor just outside the visitor center uh to try to use her cell phone because i guess it wasn't working inside and it's still not working a girl in her 20s who kind of strikes me as like either she also works at the visitor center or is maybe warm cup of tea's daughter okay um she's got a much more sort of like lackadaisical young vibe to her Mm. and she's just like mountains don't have cell service dummy she doesn't say dummy (laughs) but she that's like basically what she said she implied implied. yeah (laughs) it was in her tone and sarah's like i'll pay you to help me basically um you know like do you know the forest and and bitch is like no like no i'm not (laughs) like i'm not an idiot and she's like do you know why you can't leave the path yuri and sarah is like ghosts Ghosts. you know because she's like i know all about the yuri Mm -hmm. and uh and uh, warm cup of tea's daughter is like no they're a little different from ghosts because if you have a sadness in your heart oh god they use it to trick you. Oh, they're like the things from the Harry Potter. Dementors. Dementors. Yeah. And she's like, they use it to trick you. No. And they make you want to die. No. It's not <laughs> I great. want to go there. I mean, can you, the, you see, I'm watching no. this by myself. I'm watching this by myself. <laughs> and I'm just like, this so that line where it's like if you have a sadness in your heart they use it to trick you like that's i mean that's the reason i've never done shrooms yeah it's the re- like yeah. it's i don't know i don't want to unlock i would like to keep those sadnesses locked away you don't want to be tricked by your, i don't and it's not like it's not like i no diseases. i really don't and it's not like i'm not dealing with them i'm dealing sure, with my depression sure. but it's like you don't no, but you don't want fucking ghosts seeping in. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, it makes sense. So uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think anyone's. I, I think everyone's on your side. It's rough, but well, Sarah's I not think same way. Yeah, come on. So Sarah's not, and she fuck basically you, Sarah. basically you think you're better than us. Yes, and what, she's you got like, no sadness. Go fuck yourself, Sarah. Yeah, and so the the bitch is like, listen, I'm not trying to tell you your business, but you have sadness. And Sarah's like, thanks, asshole. I'll be at my hotel. (laughs) So now she's walking down the dark mountain road from the visitor center to her hotel again. And it's like dusk. It's not night, night time. It's like it's like just before nighttime. Mm -hmm. And she hears something and she stops. Six schoolgirls walk past her. Uh, Don't acknowledge her. They just Mm -hmm. walk past her at a normal pace, just crossing the road. Um, and they're kind of in like like sailor uniform, schoolgirl uniforms, meaning like they're white with like a little navy blue kind of like tie that kind of hangs down, like that kind of look. Okay. Um, just remember that that it's sort of like a sailor moon kind of mm-hmm. look okay. to it. That's helpful to the uniform. And so she just keeps walking. She arrives at the hotel, and there's a hotel bar there. So she yeah, good on Pony you, girl. Up. Yeah, hit me with that sake. Saki to me. So she sits. <laughs> you can see yourself up. I, I will. Goodbye. <laughs> um, so you could go ahead and suicide yourself. I would. I'm, I'm heading. Like, I'm, getting cold. Don't I'm heading. Yourself. I'm heading to the forest. <laughs> Goodbye. 
she's sitting at the bar and hot reporter comes up to her. Hey. At this point, he's just hot dude. We don't know that he's a reporter. Okay. Uh, hot dude comes up and he says, hey, have we met? And she oh, says, shit. yes, here, four days ago. And he goes, oh, no, I'm sorry. We haven't met. That's just a line. Oh, and shit. she goes, oh, oh <laughs> shit. I thought I was really hoping that you had met my sister. Oh. And he's like, shit, I'm sorry. That's like, that was way more awkward than I was right. trying for that to be. <laughs> and um, she's like, it's cool. She disappeared and I'm here to look for her. And he's basically like, you're coming to look for your sister in the suicide forest? Like, nobody wants to, like, tell her that it's, like, I mean, your sister's dead. Yeah, like, she's dead. You know, that's, everyone's kind of dancing around it. But she kind of replies, listen, if she were dead, I would just know. I would know. Yeah. So that's where I kind of figured out the stoicism. That all of these people telling her her sister is dead, she has this sureness. Is that a word? Sounds like one. It is now. That she knows her twin's not dead. So that's why all these people sort of saying like, your sister's body's downstairs. If she went to the suicide force, she's dead. She's like, she's not. I just got to find her. I would know. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. he's like, was she suicidal? And she's like, she has her demons. Like, I'm not saying she doesn't have her demons basically and he said well you know i mean some people do do walkabouts you know like he's kind of trying to be like maybe she's not dead Mm -hmm. uh and he takes her phone and asks the bartender in japanese have you seen this girl and again i'm like or you could just point at her have you seen this girl (laughs) (laughs) um and the the bartender says no so now they're sitting at a table at the bar it's time has passed and they're flirting and drinking at the bar and he's trying to convince her to not go alone into the woods into mm-hmm. the forest and she's like i'm not like trying to go alone but nobody will come with me and he's like all right listen i get to go into the forest with a guide and the reason for that is i'm from australia but he doesn't have an australian accent but he's from australia and i'm writing interesting a, and i'm writing a story about suicide forest you can come with me because I'll have a guide. Oh. But here's the trade-off. What? I get to write an article about you. Done. About your story. Question three. Does she agree? And do you agree? Yes and yes. You are so far. I think you're 100% so far. Except for those dead or alive. Oh, yeah, fucking yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and you... Okay. So she agrees. And she says... She starts going into, you know, more detail where she's like, when something happens to a twin, it's it's an actual feeling, mm-hmm. um, which I kind of want to talk to Stephanie and, and Stacy yeah, about. Yeah. I know I've asked Steph that before, but I would lo- I would love to get her take on this very specifically. Yeah, because she's this is not the first time I'm hearing this, that it's an actual feeling. So so she's talking a little bit more about her upbringing and her sister i thought that it was very clear that he's recording her but it wasn't and she appears to have agreed to it that'll come up later Mm -hmm. um she's talking about how she and her twin were raised by their grandmother because Mm -hmm. when they were 
maybe 10-ish, you know, five to 10 years old. Right. Uh (laughs) We're watching a flashback of her and her twin sitting on the couch on either side of their grandmother. And she says, our parents both died. Hmm. And he says, how did they die? And she says, car accident. So as she's telling this story, we are watching what happened and hearing her tell about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the two little girls are sitting on either side of her grandmother and her sister is looking at one of those things that you could, they were like a a viewfinder and you could click and it would go to a different picture. So Uh she's looking at that and they hear a crash or something like that. And she says, as they were coming home, a drunk driver hit them like Ugh. as they were coming into the driveway Fuck. and we heard the we heard the sound and then we heard a second sound like two crashes and we got up to see what had happened Jess was in front and the way that it is so they're in a living room and then to get down to the where the garage is where like the cars would pull in you go downstairs mm-hmm. and it opens up into the garage and then the driveway. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, the the living room is like on a level right above the garage. And she says, Jess is walking in front, then grandma, and then I'm behind them. And she says, grandma said to close our eyes and rushed us back in. I was behind them and didn't see anything, but Jess saw the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And we just see a flash of two bodies on the ground, but I can't really see anything else. But Jess saw the whole thing and mm-hmm. grandma saw the whole thing. And before Sarah could get a look, grandma covered her eyes and shooed them back upstairs. So she says, you know, I, I feel guilty about that. Mm-hmm. And a uh, hot reporter says, well, did they ever catch the guy? And she says, what guy? And he says, the drunk driver. And she goes, oh, no, never caught him. Okay. Yeah. So now we're back in the hotel room. And she calls Boyf on the phone, goes straight to voicemail. And I was like, oh, shit, this bitch has a boyfriend. I totally forgot. Because hot reporter is flirting at And also hot. Hot. Hence his name. She is clicking on the lights and this kind of strikes me as not quite a hostel because it doesn't look like she's sharing a room with anybody, but it looks like more of a communal type hotel situation than like American hotels that we would see where you're sort of, you have everything that you need within your room. If yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. Sense. Not all hostels are sharing rooms. Oh, you the, have like a room and like share a bathroom kind of thing. So then, yeah, it kind of yeah. strikes me that way, but we never really get a good look at the place because mm-hmm. everything is very dark. So she's walking down the hallway outside of her room and the lights are uh, flickering and they're kind of a greenish light. Mm-hmm. And everything is sort of like really pretty, like slatted bamboo and things like that. But it casts really strange shadows. And as she's walking down the hallway and the light is sort of flickering, she's walking really slowly. Someone runs at her. It's an old, old woman sort of reaching for her face for help. Mm. Another younger woman comes up behind her and apologizes and says in really broken English, she's she's very elderly. She's elderly. And rushes her away. Rushes the elderly woman away while they're staying at the hotel next to the suicide forest that they used to take elderly people to die. It was 
uncomfortable. So now we're, it's the next morning and she has a, a voicemail from Boyf. So at first I thought when it went straight to voicemail and Boyf didn't come with her and she's flirting with hot reporter, I'm like, does she have a shitty relationship with Boyf? But now there's a voice, a voicemail from him and he's like, listen, don't go into the forest. That sounds like it sucks. I wish you weren't in Japan. If I don't hear back from you, I'm hopping on a plane. Aww. And I was like, okay, so this boy is legit. I was reading into something that's not there. Yeah. Now she's having breakfast with hot reporter uh, downstairs in the hotel breakfast nook or whatever the fuck. And uh, he is introducing her to his off book guide. And I say off book because there are no official guides for the suicide forest. They don't okay. want people going, going into the fucking yeah. suicide forest and straying off the path. They don't want people doing it. So he kind of does this shit under the table. This is Mishi. And the guide is like, listen, lady, don't <laughs> go. <laughs> Whether I'm guiding you or not, just don't no, go. No. And she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you because I'm preparing to go into the forest. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, he's like most people are already dead that have gone into the forest also you're really sad so once again say it with you're me you're gonna die don't, don't go, go into, into the, the forest. forest and she so does she heed and do you heed she does go into the forest. I'm getting the sense that she does that. And how about you, Burns? I'm not going to go. What are you going to do instead? I'd like to hear this. Because you actually, your sister, like, you'd like your sister to not be dead. Mm-hmm. So what you going to do? Okay. I would like to. Because here's the thing. I don't want you to go into the suicide forest after me. But... I don't want you to not try and find me in the suicide know, forest. It's a, it's a Just so one. we're clear about that. In I need, okay, great. <laughs> like, I'm not going into the suicide forest. I'm going to put my find your friend tracker on. <laughs> <laughs> There's no cell service, remember? I'm just kidding. I would like for them to go and maybe bring like a, a video recorder situation Ooh, with them. So you want Hot Reporter and Mishi to go? In. And be my eyes. Great. And what's the video recorder? What do you want them to do? Be my eyes. So you want them to just record shit. Okay. All right. So uh, they're my eyes and then I get to see it when they get back. Great. And then I can make further decisions from there. Okay. I'll give you... I'm going to give you half... Okay. One. And this is a half ding. That's half. All right. And you'll... what? So one ding for she does go into the forest. Okay. Ha half a ding for the video idea because I, you'll hear why. Okay. I feel like you're on the right track and then didn't go quite far enough. So she's heading into the fucking forest like a goddamn idiot. Mishi, the guide, is talking to her about the forest and he says it's called this, you know, some people call it the Sea of Trees because if you look at the forest from the top of Mount Fiji, it literally just looks like a green ocean. Weird. That's how big the forest is and how dense the forest mm -hmm. is. And he's like, there are entire sections of the forest that have never been explored by man ever. That's how sort of dense, deep and huge it is. Mm -hmm. And that is also why a lot of people believe that within the forest, there's a gateway to the other side. Ooh. Yeah. So 
all of the lore is kind of coming together here. So they're walking, walking, walking on a path when they come up to one of those chains that says, do not enter. So they enter. enter. (laughs) And I'm like, didn't you read the sign? (laughs) It is in English and Japanese. So there is no excuse. Everyone in this party could read that as well as I could. But they cross over and they're not on the path anymore. Hot reporter then uh, says, hey, do you want to see something crazy? And he pulls out his compass and it's like an old timey compass and it's just spinning. And he's like, it doesn't work in here. Weird, huh? Creepy. And I'm like, yes. Not so much cool as yet another thing to be terrified of. (laughs) And everyone's just kind of like, weird how the north doesn't exist in the forest. And I'm like, this is not my cup of tea. I would like to go back and hang out with warm cup of tea because this is not my cup of tea. So the guide says to her, Mishi says to Sarah, listen to me. If you see weird shit in here, it is in your head. Remember that, please. God, hear me. And she's like, got it. Now I'm looking around and it is beautiful. Like it's it's a beautiful fucking forest. Mm-hmm. And I really I want to know if they actually filmed it in the suicide forest because obviously you can go there. And I'm like, I just I it was gorgeous. She is walking through and she keeps kind of getting weirdly transfixed by things like the camera will just kind of like zoom in on a snail and stay there for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And she'll kind of like snap out of a stupor, you know, and kind of keep walking. Uh So walking, 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 they come upon a person sitting by a tent, a blue tent. And the guide says, stay right here. I'm going to go talk to them. And he says, if you bring a tent, it means you're not sure. Oh. So he goes and talks to the person sitting by the tent. And hot reporter is standing with Sarah and says, if we don't find her today, what are you going to do? And she says, I'll look tomorrow. He then starts asking her reportery questions like, how does it feel to be here? He asks, has she attempted suicide before? And Sarah says, yes, twice. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I'm like, bitch, Sarah, Sarah, like she's fuck? dead. So the guide comes back and says, I, th- I think he'll he'll be OK, oh, um, which which I loved because it's like, yeah, so many t- like so many people don't realize that like suicide in a lot of instances, not all like just requires a pattern interruption, mm-hmm. you know, so like if you can be the one to just interrupt someone's pattern, like you might save that person's life yeah it's why like suicide prevention hotlines really really fucking work, work because they're pat their pattern interruptions right we'll also post about the suicide prevention hotline yes. in our trigger warning because that's um important and they're great i have called one before mm-hmm. i am not ashamed to say they are all warm cups of tea there oh it's, bless their fucking heart bless their fucking fucking goddamn warm heart. cup of tea hearts. jesus christ yeah <laughs> And it's okay to talk about that, everybody, just so you know. I am here to talk about it first so that you can feel more comfortable doing so. Totes. Always I've someone to talk to. Been there. Been there. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> so, uh, walking, walking, walking. They come across some, I wrote rope tape. That 
so what is this? It's like, it's not caution tape because mm-hmm. it doesn't say caution on it, but it's that sort of rubbery, not rubbery kind of tape that's a different color. Okay. And it's uh, strung from tree to tree and there are several different colors, red, blue. Okay. And. But it's tape. It, tape for lack of a better term. Yeah. And Mishi says people will often put that here and string it from tree to tree either to find their own way out if they go in right or so that someone can find their body body. so we now see three separate pads of tape different colored tape that different people have put there and we don't know what's at the end hopefully it's nothing but it's probably a body hanging from a tree that sucks yeah so real bummer yeah <laughs> comedy podcast um <laughs> so um <laughs> so they follow one of the types of tape because i i get the sense that this guy like another either self-imposed job or actual job is to know the forest and go help find bodies yeah so they follow one of the pieces of tape and they're walking and Sarah says, I mean, it doesn't look like anyone's a body. Ah! There's a body hanging there. Uh-huh. And the guide says, I must cut him down now and make a note of where he is for the rangers. So Hot Reporter and Mishi are helping cut the body down and they sort of lay it down. And na- uh, Sarah is standing behind a tree facing away from it, not not wanting to watch what they're doing. I'm so sad. I know. So they walk some more and then they decide to rest when they hear a loud screech. Sarah looks around. No one else appears to have heard it. It's in your head. Yeah. It's in your head. So more walking and we hear someone say, help me. No. Sarah looks around. (sighs) What does she do and what do you do? I'm going to say, did anyone else hear that? Or is that just in my head? And what does she do? FYI, I just heard this. (laughs) It's in my head. If it is, or you hear it, let's talk about it together as a team. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. So that's what you do. What does she do? She fucking Sarah. God damn it. Um, You know what? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that she does the same. Oh, fuck. You were correct. She was God not. damn it, Sarah. Yeah. So what she. Get it together, Sarah. Get it together, Sarah. So what's trying she, to give you the benefit of the doubt. Don't. <laughs> so she says, hey, can we go this way? No, you stop it. I know. And she's kind of like, I mean, if we're just walking directionless, can we go this way? And they're kind of like, sure. You know, fucking monster. But I'm like, just say I heard something. Stop did anyone it. else hear that? Stop it. Because at the very least, they could be like, yes, I did hear that. Yes. Or no, I didn't. Remember together. Yeah. yeah. Or no, I didn't. Remember that time I told you to right. be aware of things right. in your head? Uh, yeah. I'm so annoyed. So Sarah is now calling for Jess, which I'm like, seems kind of pointless. Right. But also, why not? Like, sure. maybe it, who knows? Right. So it's starting to get dark and Mishi says, okay, we got to go back now. It's getting dark. We're several hours from the trail. No. Fuck my life. 
during the day you get lost here at night you're blind and the temperature drops quickly so off we go as they're about to head back they come upon a tent Mm. it's yellow Mm. it's hers Mm. it's the same tent from the dream Mm -hmm. and sarah says it's hers she's close no answer guide says okay great we'll come back tomorrow correct what does she do no you stupid fucking bitch (laughs) what do you do stupid bitch no she fucking stays in the forest okay she stays in the tent what is her reason that what if she comes back tonight okay i want to be here waiting for her and kim what do you do i fucking do leave and go with the guide and and you i'm not i'm not even leading you i'm just saying like would you do um, something I could leave else? a note and say, twin, I am here. You are me. I am you. <laughs> Hi, me. I miss I'm me. You. you. <laughs> so follow our Twitter to know uh, what Kim and I are laughing about by ourselves. <laughs> only Um Yeah, like maybe leave something there to be like, Hey, bitch, if you're alive, I'm fucking here. Come to the wherever the fuck I am. Also, we're coming back tomorrow. Don't fucking kill yourself. I love you. Love it. Twin out. Twin out. Mic drop. So Sarah says, nope, I'm staying. She'll come right back. Her shit is all here. Drop it. Now, to be fair, her shit was all there. It looked like she so it really was like it really, it really was, was her, her stuff. It really was her, t- okay. her stuff. And the guide is losing his mind. <laughs> and he's just like, you can't stay here overnight. This is not a fun camping trip. No. There are no s'mores. <laughs> you must leave. Oh, I can go for a s'more right now. There are no s'mores in this forest, Kim. All right. You got to go the somewhere else for s'mores. And he's like, people see bad things and it makes them do bad things Mm -hmm. in the fucking daytime, bitch. So imagine what motherfucking Yuri come out of the goddamn woodwork Mm -mm. at night. Mm -mm. There. Whoa, you almost spilled something. I'm not in. I know because I'm I'm very upset. I'm very upset as well. So Nat's like, oh, sorry. Sarah is like, nope, I'm staying. Goodbye. Hot reporter begrudgingly is like, fuck. I'm going to stay too. Oh, shit. He's and the guide's like, bye. Bye. He's like, I mean, literally just bye. Don't move. I guess I'll be back tomorrow to collect your dead bodies. Yeah. And he so he at least is like your suicided bodies. Yeah. And he's like, can you at least just like not move from here, please? Also, I'm like, yes, really don't move from there because the whole reason that you're spending the night in the suicide forest is, is she's because she's going to come back. To the back. Fucking tent. Literally, we learn this as toddlers. If you get lost, stay in the same spot. Did you not learn this? So, Hot Reporter and Sarah are making a fire and they split a Japanese protein bar. And I noted that because there was like, a large moment of splitting a Japanese protein bar. So I was like, I guess I need to record this. It doesn't Seems really come important. up. It, 
they made it seem very important. Like I was like, is this a magical mm-hmm. protein bar? Is this a poison protein bar? Was there a brand Ooh. on it? Was no. It an I mean, there was, but it was Japanese, so I couldn't read it. Doesn't appear to come up again, but they really needed me to know that they were going to share a protein bar together. So uh, marketing, baby. Uh, yeah. So hot reporter says it's it's, um you know, starting it's it's night night time. And I don't want to be in the forest at night night. No, I don't even want to be in like a rangered, well lit, glam glamping forest at night <laughs> that much, unless I've had several edibles and many glasses of wine, and they're all the s'mores. And even then, <laughs> which is pretty much what we do on camera. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So he says, "You take the tent. I'll stay by the fire, so we don't accidentally bone." He didn't say accidentally bone, but that's basically what he's saying because he was like S- to avoid awkward situations. And I was like, that's gentlemanly. Interesting. But also, I'm not sleeping in that motherfucking tent alone. Yeah, no. That's not a question, but I'd be like, I- I'm, I'd I'm be cool. like, get in here, bro. Wait, yeah, I, let's, let's fucking bro it out. And if, if boning <laughs> yeah. happens, boning happens because <laughs> I'm not sleeping in here alone. Nope. So now it's night, night, night time. No. Because that's what happens in this forest, Kim. Two nights it's aren't a, enough. It's a night beyond night It's night. a fucking triple night. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they both hear a distant scream. We know that they both hear it because we see their reaction. But neither of them are like startled like they're like that is a sound i wish i wasn't hearing but they right. don't necessarily right, do anything about right, it right my apologies it is triple night time but they haven't quite separated into the tent and fire yet as she's going that's when they hear the scream gotcha so, yeah so she says to hot reporter listen i know that she's close and i know that she's alive and he's like you keep saying that walk me through this and she's like i feel it it's like a low hum or a sound and the night that she almost died when she tried to commit suicide before Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it sounds like she did die for a period of time Mm -hmm. and she says and i knew it because the sound dropped out Mm -hmm. it became silent weird and in, in place of her in place of the hum was silence in place of jess was silence hot reporter then says she also oh she also talks about how she feels guilty um and the reason she always comes running is because she feels really guilty that that uh jess is the one who Had is like carrying around that, that sight right, of right. her parents seeing her parents dead so she bodies feels like she has to like help carry her yeah, exactly she's like I, I she doesn't have anyone to share that experience with so i'm at least gonna come running hot reporter says i actually get that he says i have a little brother and one time uh, he was being bullied and I didn't stand up for him mm-hmm. in the fight and he ended up going deaf in <gasps> his left ear. Oh my God. And so now my guilt means that I come running too. So mm-hmm. I get it. And Sarah says, yeah, I feel guilty because I chose to close my eyes and she chose to look. Mm-hmm. So she just feels cowardly and guilty. Now she heads into the tent. And she's using her phone flashlight because even though there's no reception, like the phone, it's an iPhone, the Mm -hmm. back of it is a big flashlight. And she's looking through Jess's stuff in the tent and she finds a book from their 16th birthday that she had given her. Then Sarah hears a rustling outside the tent 
and we see that um, hot reporter is asleep by mm-hmm. the fire and she hears running footsteps that run past her tent. Mm-mm. We then see behind her the silhouette of a hand outside the tent and she jumps. <laughs> it grabs her, but she turns around and nothing is there. Then she hears a loud, distant screech. She unzips the tent. She looks out, and there are three elderly ghost women no. standing there by the fire, no. staring at her. No. When one rushes at her. No. She braces herself, closes her eyes, because she knows it's in her head. Then she hears more distant screams. She starts to walk out past the fire. No. She's looking for Hot Reporter or Jess. It's unclear. Like, it's unclear what she sees because we can't see. Mm -hmm. And she's only using her phone light. And it's like, is she, is Hot Reporter not by the fire anymore? Right. Because the old ladies were saying, like, we're just kind of unclear. But she's using her phone looking for Hot Reporter or Jess. And she hears something. And she says, hey, wait. And starts running. In the direction. Stop it. Of what she hears. Remember, Kim, can you just remind me? It's night, night, night time. It's triple night. Triple night. Yeah. Triple night. She runs into a girl in the same uniform as the six girls who walked past her. And the girl says, are you Sarah? And Sarah says, how do you know my name? And she says, don't trust him. And she says, do you know my sister? I hate this. And she says, <laughs> I don't want to be here. I found her. Oh, you're here, bitch. You're not leaving I don't me. I'm crying. And she says, <laughs> she says, I found her. She needs your help. <laughs> don't trust him. You're a liar. You're a lying liar who lies. <laughs> so little schoolgirl runs off. Kim. What? <laughs> What do you want? Does Sarah what? go after her? Oh, God. And Why? Kim. Why does she do that? Do you run into the triple night after the schoolgirl? I girl? want to not be here. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Kim, you are lost in the triple night woods. You are here. Tell me what you're going to do. I'm going back. I'm going back to the tent. Okay. You're going back to the tent. What does Sarah do? Uh, fucking stupid fucking bitch follows her okay (sighs) (laughs) so she runs after her and she trips and she cuts her hand really bad Mm -hmm. here comes hot reporter calling for her sarah sarah he finds her he picks her up and he's like get the mother fuck back to the tent and the fire bitch like what are you doing She does not tell him what the girl said or that she saw a girl, Mm -hmm. which I'm also like, tell somebody that you are seeing shit so that somebody can fucking pattern interrupt and say, 
let's think about whether or not there is a schoolgirl in her uniform yes. at night in the middle of a suicide forest just walking around. Let's think about how probable that also, is, please. In your head means in your head. In your head. in your head. It means it's not in my head or in the forest. It, it means it's in your head. mean that some things are in your head, like screeches or things, but then this girl is not in your head. It in your head means in your head. all in your head. So yeah. when someone tells you that, that's in your head. Yeah. So they head back to the fire. Now we hear rumbling thunder. And we see that the sun is starting to come up, but it's that kind of light where it's like, you know, 4 a.m. light where you're Mm -hmm. like, the sun's not up, but the sun is like yawning. Right. And he says, "Okay, let's go. There's enough light. You need stitches. Let's go. Sarah says she still might come back. And he says, listen, bitch. Let me tell you something. We're going to go back. You need stitches. We'll tell the authorities. This is really smart. We'll tell the authorities that you saw a fucking child out here last night contemplating suicide. Because I guess she does. She tell she eventually tells him that she saw someone, but does not tell him what, what she, she said. said. Yeah. He <sighs> says, we'll tell them that you saw a child out here. They will assume she's contemplating suicide and they will send out that 48-hour search party. Right. While they do that, they may find your sister because that search party has ended. Right. They're not going to look for her for more than 48 hours, right. but they might look for this chick. And if they find your sister, they're not going to say fucking time's up. Right. They're going to bring well, her back. Her. Also, leave a fucking note. That's what you should have done in the first fucking place. Leave a goddamn note. So they start walking. How, 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 how are they, how, how are they planning on getting, how do you, what do you mean? Let's go back. Where's back? Right. How do I know where back is? Well, no one knows. Hot reporter has a good idea. So I still say it's too fucking dark to be walking because it's like, it's still not light. Like it's, it, 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 it's still darkish. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but even if it was pure daytime, we don't know how to get back. Exactly. So it's like, even if it's only a single night, like it's still just stay where the fuck you like me. She said he's coming he's back coming for back. you. So he says, hot reporter says, this is the way we came. We'll hit the path soon. And she says, but we didn't pass a river coming in. And he says, yes, but we can follow the river to civilization because we know where the river ends up. And I was like, that's pretty fucking smart. She looks down at the do river. Do we? Do we? That's my question. <laughs> yeah, I mean. What river is this? Also, are you even I here? I don't know. Is are you real? Are you is even Is the river here? real? Yeah. Are we real? Is real real? So she looks down it's at today, the- Today, today. <laughs> What's with today, today, today? So she looks down at the river and it's not a river where you're like walking right along the banks. It's a river where it's like running through a gorge. So you're about a hundred feet up oh, from the river. Shit. And she looks down and there's just a body floating by. I don't want to be here. And she's like. I'm too sad for this. Yeah. And you can't be in the forest if you're sad. sad, The forest is making me sad. I was perfectly happy before I came into the forest. Well, now we're in the forest. So she looks down the river, body floats by. And hot reporter like pulls her away from the edge and is like, let's keep walking. And he sees the body, too, just right, so you know. Yeah. Like, he he saw it, too, lest you think that's not real. Note that the only thing that's real is real dead bodies right. in this place. Apparently. So 
she then he starts walking again after he pulls her back from the edge and she says what are you doing she says you're you're walking back the way we came we were walking the other way and he says no we weren't she says yes we were walking the other way he goes no No. we were following the river down the river goes down a mountain we follow the river down she looks back down at the river it's flowing the other direction what the fuck is happening and she's like what the fuck is happening no i don't want to be here yeah so upset so they're walking 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 (laughs) she's a few steps behind him and she's got that look on her face where she's like i'm suspicious rightfully so about about time bitch (laughs) right i've been suspicious for a long time suspicious bitch so then she hears her own voice telling the story of her parents' death. He hears it too and realizes his, his phone is playing. playing. His recorder yeah, is yeah, playing yeah. by accident. She then says, you recorded that? And he says, yeah, you said I could record it. And she says, you only stayed with me for the story, didn't you? And he's like, partly, yeah. Yeah. But also because I was worried about you and your sister. And she says, do you even have a brother? And he goes, yeah. And she says, what's his name? And he says, Mikey. And she says, what year did he go deaf in? And he says, okay, I don't have a brother. Fuck. I was trying to get closer to you for my story. But also, I was trying to get close to a pretty girl at a bar. Okay? I don't have a brother. I'm sorry. I lied. And she's like, when did you meet my sister? And he's (gasps) like, I didn't. And she's like, give me your fucking phone. And he says, you're making me really uncomfortable. And she says, you've been lying to me this whole time. I don't give a fuck if I'm making you uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck politeness, say Karen in Georgia. So he gives her his phone and she says, I'm deleting the recordings. Don't, uh, permission revoked. Like if you, if I gave you permission before, I'm revoking my permission. So she's going in to delete the recordings when, what the fuck is this? She finds a picture of her sister on his phone. And he says, give me my phone back. Mm. And she's like, what is this? And he says, give me my phone back. He tries to wrestle the phone back from her. As they're wrestling, what does she do and what do you do? What's my goal? (laughs) Bitch, I don't, to not kill yourself. I don't fucking know at this point. What is she? Kim's like, I wouldn't have been in this fucking forest I'm, in the first I'm place. So far out of here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kim is, what is asleep in the hostel with the with the warm cup of tea lady <laughs> hearing a bedtime story. <laughs> Sadly, I never met warm cup mm. of tea lady because I'm at home with my boys. <laughs> yeah. Waiting, just, uh, just planning a funeral for your clearly <laughs> dead sister. Ordering that moon bounce, 
setting up the beer pong table. I do love a funeral. <laughs> so um, what does she do as they're wrestling, you said? Yeah. Is also, I've decided I'm starting a funeral moon bounce business. <laughs> sure, that's going to do like there's well. there's a niche market for it. Okay. What does she um, do? I'll, I'll, I will say this because I know that I'm watching it and you can't see it. So at one point, as he's trying to sort of get the phone out of her hand, she kind of wins and is holding the phone by herself on the ground and he's kind of standing over her. Okay. Because he, he wasn't really trying to hurt her. He was trying to get his, his phone. Right. So just want to make sure you could kind of see that. Okay. Um, fucking, I don't, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say she throws it over the edge. I don't know. Okay. Um, and what do you I don't do? know why, but the point of that would be, but fucking, I don't, what if, I don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> I, um, I, so mad. It's so funny. So upset. So upset. I, I'm like, I, well, I, I don't even know what you're asking me. What does she do this while reminds wrestling? reminds me of, of me when you were telling me 47 meters down. <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling, I'm not feeling good. You're feeling sharked and narked. Really <laughs> I definitely feel <laughs> <laughs> I feel. What's the word for this one? <laughs> it's. Uh, I feel. I, oh, I, okay. I feel yuri, yurried and hurried. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. I. Uh, so I. Um. I have the phone, and mm-hmm. we're. He's coming at me. Mm-hmm. Kick him in the dick. <laughs> Kick him in the dick. Uh. A demand to know more. One point for her because she does, in fact, throw the phone away from her and then she runs in the opposite direction of the phone. Don't. Yeah. Don't do that. You don't get a point. You'll learn why later. I hate everything that's yeah. happening. So we hear him calling after her saying, "She's you're going to get lost. And she's lost. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, she's looking around, lost oh God, in the. Oh, you know what's so funny? This really is a metaphor for forty-seven meters down. Because remember, it's called the the sea, the ocean of trees, or the sea forest, right. or whatever the fuck. I'm in this, um, so she's freaking out. She's running around. Someone's no! there. So she runs more. She feels people behind her. <laughs> she comes to a place where there are lead ropes everywhere uh-huh. remember those colored right. ropes yeah yeah next to one of the trees she picks up an old tattered journal with a spool of string with it like butcher's string mm-hmm. she opens up uh the journal and there's like a little pencil next to it and there's a drawing in the journal of the someone that she just saw out of the corner of her eye <laughs> So now I wanna leave the forest. So now we're back at the tent. I wanna leave the forest. <laughs> Wait, we are? No. We are? We Ooh. you and me are the camera? The okay, yeah. You and me are back at the tent? Guess, I, guess no, who I'm, else? I am Sarah right now, so oh, I'm, yeah. I'm oh, not. Oh yeah, you're not. I am. I'm back at the tent. I wanna be at the tent. Guess who else is at the tent? The fucking hot reporter. No. Fucking, fucking, fucking guide Mishi. Exactly where he said he was going to be. Remember when he said, I'm coming back? Yep. There he is. Reliable. Reliable Mishi. Mishi. Right there. And can you fucking imagine when he gets to that fucking tent and nobody's there? And he's like, you fucking assholes. You idiot 
assholes. <sighs> so now we're back with you, with Sarah. <laughs> I don't want to be with me. <laughs> I want to leave. You have a spool and you have a journal. Uh-huh. What does she do? What? Why? And what do you do? All right. I'm you gonna, have two I'm things gonna, now. I'm going to start doing the cord rope thing, I guess. The Hansel and Gretel leading. Yeah. Tracing my path. Okay. You're doing that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She. What the fuck? I have a foot. What I I I don't understand. See, here's the problem. I'm not sure I understand my goal ever. To not die. Uh, to stay alive. To not suicide like yourself. Her goal. Her, she, that I doesn't mean, seem to be her goal that much. Yeah, her goal. You is, know what I mean? I mean, so here's like forty-seven okay. meters down. Like you always had a goal. Like you're like, what can I do with these things to reach this goal? And I'm always just like, I don't even know the okay. question you're asking. Her me. goal is to find her Why sister. Why are you asking me this? Her goal is find her sister. Um. Okay. I have a journal and I have a ball of string. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm also okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, so we're covering what she does. Her and I are both going to be looking through the journal mm. to see if there's maybe any other pictures. Or I don't know what else is in this. What's in this journal? Is that was that a drawing? A self portrait? Is that a is that a, a drawings of multiple people? Is my face in there? Ooh. I don't know. I'm okay. intrigued. <sighs> she, um, fuck. I just don't know any other things to utilize these for besides making that rope tape trail situation okay you get two points oh shit she uses a rope she uses a rope tape trail good and your idea of just investigating further or like using like using the journal like what i would have said i gave you a full point i almost gave you a half a point because i feel like the one thing i would do is like Start writing notes. Start. I said that, bitch. You did say that? I, I did. Okay, great. So it's she does recorded. <laughs> okay. So she does not do that. She uses the spool. Now, I guess that's your only option, and that was the purpose of the spool, but like it doesn't look like that much fucking spool. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. we're like how hours far are we off going? the trail. And yeah. like when the spool runs out, then what? That's, kind of that thing. That was kind of my thought behind it all, but I was right. like, what I don't what the fuck else am I doing right. with this? So she is walking through the woods with the spool to mark her path. And as she's walking past, Yuri just keep appearing in her peripheral vision. <laughs> but she doesn't look and she just keeps saying to herself, like, don't look. But the the Yuri just keeps saying, turn around, Sarah. Turn around. No. Turn around, Sarah. She's like, you're not real. You're not real. And then I wrote, definitely not enough spool. When all of a sudden she turns around and right behind her is a Yuri in a kind of burp smap. What? No! 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 A burp smap, Yuri. Sort of an uncle burp smap, if you will. Oh! Well, she does not like coming across Uncle Burp's map because she turns around and she runs, drops the spool, runs, running, 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 falls into a hole. <laughs> been she there. Been there. <laughs> That's right. You really have fallen into a hole from running. So now we're back at the visitor center. 
Okay. And guess who's there with a search party? Warm cup of tea. Also, boyf. Boyf. He got on a plane. He did it. And he boyfed right out to Japan. So I got to get me a boyf like boyf. He is a great boyf. So he's there with a search party and he's going to go in and look for her. She, I love you, boy, but everyone stopped going in the forest. I know. Well, but here's the thing. He appears to have like hired maybe okay. an actual search party oh, okay. of, people. of people who know the forest. Yes. And it's not like just, okay. yeah, they've got flashlights. They've got sirens. They've got, oh, you know, they've, they've got each a plan, other. They've a system yeah. and a plan, a system and a plan. Yes. So uh, okay. now we're back in the hole with okay. you. How deep is the hole? Oh, it is deep. Oh, no. It is. She cannot. Okay. Haven't been there. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's, it's, it's deep. She has broken something. She oh, has fallen oh my several feet. I'm upset. And this is a hole that is basically the hole into an underground cave. Oh, there's a cave? It's it's a cave. So it's not like a hole where it's like a well and there you can touch either side of the wall. Mm-hmm. It is it is like Ariel's cavern underneath the ocean where she like looks up through the hole. Yeah. Except we are not mermaids. <laughs> it's not filled with water. We can't get up to the top. No. We're just in a cave. And there are just no let me die. I don't want to try anymore. There are no who's it's and what's it's galore. There's wanna... just no death and Yuri. No, she doesn't have plenty. <laughs> uh but who she, cares? She does. I want more. It's a big deal. <laughs> so she is screaming because she's not getting out of there. So just Your own dumb fault, Sarah. Yeah. So just to recap, in the daytime, on the path, you still might kill yourself. In the daytime, off the path, you're in big trouble. Uh, in the day or triple nighttime, you fall into a hole. You're fucked. You're fucked. Okay. So. <sighs> She's looking around. She clearly has broken or sprained something on her body. And she's in pain. And she's really, really bummed out to be in this hole. Rightfully so. Yeah. Luckily, she still has her phone. And so she turns on her phone flashlight. And she starts kind of walking through the cave. And she hears shrieks (laughs) and howls. No! And she trips and drops her phone. (laughs) She hears I don't want to. a sing-songy voice no. saying her name. No. Sarah. No. I don't want to be. Sarah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, girl from the woods uh, is right behind her. Schoolgirl uh-huh. from the woods. Yeah. And Sarah says, what are you doing here? She's not. She's Sarah. not real. You She's fucking in your head. idiot. And schoolgirl says, "Jess wants to see you. I hate you. I'll take you. Shut the fuck up." Now she's got a smile on her face, but you know how we talked about warm cups warm. of tea versus people trying to be warm cups <laughs> right, of tea. Right. She's trying to be right. a warm cup and of it's tea, not good. and I don't feel cozy. It's not warm. No, because um, she's a lying liar who lies. Yeah, and so uh, Sarah is following her. No, deeper why? into Stop the it. darker cave. I don't. I don't. I don't. I why. And she says, what's that noise? And schoolgirl says, an animal. And Sarah says, why is she down here? 
and Schoolgirl turns to her with a creepy smile and then runs forward deeper into the dark cave. Sarah follows her. <laughs> and I'm like, where is your I, light? You're I, I don't even I have no sympathy left for yeah, you, Sarah. Yeah. So I'm like, hold your light up, like hold it up at least. And uh, she's holding it up when creepy dead girl. It's little dead girl Jess staring at her and she screams in her face. What do you mean little dead girl Jess? Like uh, the ghost, like oh, what we the saw tent. in the tent. Yeah. Okay. So it freaks Sarah out. She runs back to where the hole is uh-huh. and she's screaming for help. <laughs> Hot reporter appears at the top of the hole no he doesn't and he says let me find something to throw down and she's like don't leave me he does she starts repeating to herself this is the first fucking smart thing she's done the whole time if you see something bad it's in your head if you see something bad it's in your head yeah i would have been doing that from the first second i was told that information yeah Yeah. on the fucking train motherfucker that's my new mantra that's my life (laughs) mantra something bad it's in your head kim gets like a bill she's like if you see something bad it's in your head (laughs) (laughs) so a fly is buzzing around and it lands on something sarah walks over to it picks it up it's that picture thingy from the flashback Uh uh-huh where you can flip through the pictures right she looks through the viewfinder why and it's a photo of her and her grandma and jess sitting on the couch yeah the night of the accident makes sense clicks through to the next picture stop it she's seeing nope what jess was seeing each picture no Gets closer. Oh, fuck. And closer to what Jess saw. Screaming (laughs) face. She drops it. Hot reporter is back with the rope. He pulls her up. Kim, you're out of the whole cave. You're out of the whole cave. He really pulled her up. It was really hot reporter. He really pulled her up. Wow. She then says, Yeah. She then says, Hey, Mishi was right. It does make bad things happen. And I'm like, Yes, bitch. I we know. Hate you. I'm mad at her. I'm really mad. Too. I'm so mad at her. So then hot reporter says, listen, I'm really glad I found you. I found a little ranger station with a radio. A few wherever the fuck we are back. And Sarah says, you just stumbled across that right now. And he says, yeah, I yes, let's go. And she's super suspicious He takes a knife out of his bag and he hands it to her and he says, this is so you'll trust me. You can hold it. So she says she needs to wash off first down by the river. This is a part of the river where she can kind of get to the bank of it. And she takes off the bandage because remember, she cut her hand. Yeah. So she takes off the, the bandage and she looks at the wound and it's covered in maggots. Ah, the maggots begin to move. And crawl. No, no, no. Into her wound. No. And she sees them wriggling down her wrist under the skin. If you see something bad, it's in your head. If you see something bad, it's in your head. So she looks at her no, wrist. No, she doesn't. No, no, she doesn't. And she has this knife. No, she doesn't. <laughs> no. No. Well, no! 
Kim. No, I'm fucking Kim. There are maggots in her wrist. What she, about your mantra? She has to get them out. Okay. So she holds the knife to her wrist. Hey, Sarah, where are you? She looks up. She looks back down at her hand. You stupid idiot. The maggots are gone. Oh my God. Of course they're gone. Did you see something bad? Kim, she forgot for a second. She forgot for a second. So I want to leave the forest. Well, not yet because it's night, night time again. No, and it's about to be night, night, night time again. I don't want to. So they come across. They find this little ramshackle house that really was there. They go in. Hot reporter is trying to get a radio working. Sarah's looking around. And he says, hey, can you give me that knife? I need to try and get this lock open. They're inside. It's like a lock mm-hmm. to like um, some sort of communication device. Sure. And it's old as fuck. It's not like this is like uh, somebody was using this place yesterday. It's right. like maybe someone was using it 50 years ago. Who the fuck? So she hesitates giving it to him, but finally does. Now she's walking around the little ramshackle place and she comes upon a locked door and she says why do you think they lock the basement and he oh, says who cares and why? he says why do you think it's a basement what, what do you oh, oh. and she says what else would it be and he's like i don't know a closet yeah so he's futzing on one side of the room with the radio uh-huh. his back is to her she hears something on the other side of the door <laughs> Stop. and the something on the other side of the door says sarah and sarah says jess <laughs> a note is passed under the door <laughs> and it says is hot reporter there she writes back, because remember, she had the pen from that journal she found. Right. And she writes back and says, yes, passes it back oh, under the door. Oh, my God. The note comes back. No. And it says, he will kill us. Get the key. So he's still fucking with the radio. You're a fucking liar, liar who lies. <laughs> His back is still turned. Kim. Don't believe you. What does she do and what do you do? Well, I don't even know what key we're looking for. The key to open this door? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And remember, stupid her bitch. goal is different than yours. Her goal is to find, find Jess. Jess. Your goal is to not be dead. Right. So she's obviously getting the key and opening this stupid fucking door like a stupid, dumb, stupid, dumb, dumb, okay. dumb, stupid. All right. Um, Where is she going to get that key? I know. Have we talked about a key? No, we haven't. It's a new key. She's going to get it from where the keys are. Okay. On the keyboard. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I I might need more information because I can't see where I am. But uh, There is no keyboard. It's not April Fool's. <laughs> uh, but. Um, uh, can I just look around for a key? I don't know. Did okay. the note tell me where a key was? No. Nope. Is but it? the note, the so the other thing the note said was he will kill us. So clearly, mm. this note believes that he is responsible for being behind the door. So, yes, he tried to see if he has a key. Okay, confused. 
And what do you do? Uh, and remember, your goal is to uh, stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write a note <laughs> that says, you're a lying liar who lies. <laughs> and I'm going to send it back. And I'm going to go to Hot Reporter. <laughs> and I'm going to tell him everything Ooh. that I've been seeing and hearing. Okay. You get... And a half points. One and a half points. Okay. She forgot her mantra, Emeeds. I can't. I can't. She picks up something and starts walking towards him. He is trying to offer another power bar. <laughs> another protein bar. <laughs> Would you like another pure performance by Instinct Original yeah. power bar? Power bar for those times when you need to not commit suicide. <laughs> so... He has put the knife down for a second. So she grabs the knife no. and she holds it to his throat. And she says, stupid, let my sister out. You're Give me stupid. the key. He looks her straight in the eye and he says, wake up. Your sister is dead. She's been in here for five days. And she says, give me the key. And he says, Okay. The key's in my boot. Let me get it. What? She loosens up so that he can reach for the key in his boot. And he lunges at her. They're struggling, struggling with... No. What? No. She stabbed him. You stupid. What the fuck? He's dying. Uh, I'm so upset. Sarah hears the door open and she says Jess as hot reporter dies he says she's not here <laughs> why well, it almost sounded like he was in his inner mono it was like she's not here dude <laughs> he dies oh my god she looks to the door that's open to crack and the light coming through looks like the same kind of light as the light that was coming through at her grandmother's house before they went down to the garage. Mm -hmm. So she opens the door and she looks down and there's a flight of stairs and baby Jess is at the bottom of the stairs. Mm -hmm. Nat goes down and is trying to shield her eyes from what is down there. She looks around and she sees there wasn't a car crash those sounds she heard they didn't really sound like a car crash did they mm -hmm. she remembers now <gasps> it oh sounded God. more like gunfire no <sighs> it's a murder suicide. suicide her father is dead no. on the ground next to her mom's body and she says no no, when all of a sudden zombie dad gets up and he grabs her by the wrist and she's like, no, no. And she takes the knife and she's trying to cut his hand away from her wrist. Stop it. <laughs> when all of a sudden she wakes up, she's still in the cabin. Hot reporter is still dead. She looks around. She hears screaming. She runs out of the cabin into the woods. I, I mean... 
honestly, if she makes it out alive, I'm going to fucking kill her. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't really it matter. It doesn't really matter. Because she's dead either way. Because I'm going to murder her. So she's running through the woods. I, well, I, Somewhere else in the woods, we see a search party with lights. Boyf mm-hmm. is looking for her. Mm-hmm. Guide says, listen, it's triple night. We got to head back. Mm -hmm. And we're like, no. Then we see that Sarah sees the lights Mm -hmm. from the search party. She's running through the woods and she hears Jess screaming for help. Really? She really hears Jess screaming for help. She's running towards it. It's pitch fucking black. As she's running towards the, the lights of the search party, she can hear actual Jess. She can see actual lights of the search party when all of a sudden she's stopped by a little schoolgirl. cut to the search party the search party also hears the screaming the search party is also moving towards her we hear them hearing her running towards them boyf turns around kim what what does Sarah do standing in front of the little schoolgirl? And what do you do standing in front of the little schoolgirl and seeing the search party lights up ahead and your sister screams? She says, Take me to my sister. And what do you do? Or she still keeps trying to go towards her sister, okay. regardless. I go to the search party. Okay. One point. So Boyf turns around. For me or for her? We'll find uh, out. Uh, it's, it's, I'll tell you later. Boyf turns around and he sees someone coming through the woods. He's found her. He's found Jess. It's Jess. She comes running through the woods. Now we're back with Sarah. Sarah did not say, take me to your sister. Sarah did not keep running towards the searchlights. She's actually just in a staring contest with the schoolgirl. Nat looks down because the Yuri looked down and she sees that her wrist is slit and she has a flashback to cutting her father's Yuri hand away from her wrist. She's bleeding out. Something grabs her ankle. She can't run. It pulls her underground. Now we're with Jess and the search party. Walking out of the woods. Mishi is there and says, we have to come back tomorrow. Jess is clearly the smarter twin because she says, what choice do we have? And starts to get into the car when she stops. And they say, what? What's wrong? And she said, silence. No. It's silent. So they put Jess in the car and they drive off. Mishi's hanging back and he's looking into the darkness of the woods, camera on his face. He sees something. He's terrified. It's Yuri of Sarah! (gasps) Credits. Fun times at our funeral moon bounce. 
I'm so sad. I'm so upset. All right, I'm going to let you process this while I count up your points. <sighs> Justin, can you believe it's almost time? Time for what? The 2019 live stream for The Cure. This is our third year hosting this amazing event with every single cent going toward cancer research. The Cancer Research Institute funds research into immunotherapy to create a future immune to all forms of cancer. And this amazing nonprofit organization is rated over 92% by CharityNavigator.org and puts 88 cents of every dollar toward cancer research. Last year, thanks to an amazing team of collaborators, fans, supporters, and listeners, we raised over $5,000 in 30 hours on the air. And this year, with your help, we're going for our biggest goal yet. Tune in May 17th to the 19th on twitch.tv slash epicfilmguys for 40 hours of amazing content as we try to reach $7,500. For more information or to find out how you can become a part of the event, please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com. Together, we can make a difference. Burns. What? This is your best score yet. Oh my God. 20 out of 24 shit holy shit holy fuck yeah i mean it's mainly because i'm devastated but i'm happy about that but it (laughs) makes us realize if the character does not have the goal of staying alive yeah then we're gonna beat them that's true and we did uh but fuck yes i didn't get worried no and in true form the thing that was your downfall was the The dead or alive Because you only got one right. <laughs> it was those assholes. It was Mishi you said was alive, and that was the only one right. I'm, I, that was devastating. I, it sounded I, really good, though. It was really good. And like scary. It was really good. It was really scary. But you see why I was like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. that I would have chosen to watch this. Because um, I had also, so I knew about the suicide forest because mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like, I dive into creepy rabbit holes. Those are the rabbit holes I fall into. And I fell into a rabbit hole about this forest. And I didn't know the stuff about Ubaste or some of the like more stuff that they got into. So I want to find out how much is true of it. But this forest was recently in the news because that motherfucking piece of shit YouTube this star, YouTuber Jake Paul. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He like went in as like a YouTube he's a piece stunt. of shit. He's an actual piece of shit. Like he's yeah. an actual piece of, of like garbage feces that came out of someone's <laughs> asshole. But that's sort of where, like, I did a deep dive. Yeah, into I definitely it. heard of it, like, even before that. But again, blacked out. I don't yeah. recall the details. Yeah, but it's um an actual <sighs> suicide forest. And it's actually, like, so huge that there are places that, like, there are bodies that are maybe never going to be found. And there are actual ghosts in it. That makes me sad. Yeah. And Japanese culture, like, n- uh, like suicide is... A, th- a thing like remember like in theater history when we were learning about seppuku yeah it's like you know it's a culture of like honor suicides right. and things like that right i'm not saying the people that went into the forest were honor suicides right. but it's just i'd like to l- learn more about yeah that. i'm intrigued by that and i want to know if like there really is like a visitor center and like a warm cup of tea there because <laughs> like i'm betting there's a visitor center maybe but i don't know but if it's there's also a warm like, cup is of there tea. a visitor center to the <laughs> right, suicide right. Well, forest like, you know like or is that the visitor center of fuji mount of mount right, right. fuji yeah, like probably. i'm just i want to know more about like how that whole thing Works. is yeah you know and like are people really going on f- 
field trips to like I just need to know all of it. I need to know all about it. Yeah. I don't Yeah. So it was I'm sad. Good. Yeah, it was a bummer. It was good. It was good. <laughs> Natalie Dormer was great, obviously. Yeah. I could watch her she's all really fucking good. day. And she's so hot. Well Well, since everyone is uh let's you know what we should do? What? Karen and Georgia do this, and I think it's a really good idea to do this right now for this episode. I don't have anything. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. L- what is what is one happy thing that we can end this episode on? I'm going to Bali tonight. You're going to Bali. I'm so I'm excited. I'm not going to suicide myself. Yeah, please don't go into the Balinese suicide forest. I would appreciate I'm gonna that. I'm going to go to the opposite of suicide and live my fucking life. I love it. I love it. My, right off the top of my head, my happy thing is I know it sounds silly two things one I love my therapist yeah I know. first so time about that in my life that I've had a therapist that I feel like is going to stick around and logistics won't mean that I have to go find another fucking therapist within a matter of months and she really gets me and I like her I and love she that I was having a tough time in therapy yesterday. And so I needed to describe something in a very specific way. And mm-hmm. the only way that I could describe it was by referencing, uh, making Harry Potter reference. Mm-hmm. But I also knew that I was like, I was like, do I have to explain the Harry? Like, do I explain the reference to you? And she was like, nope, you absolutely do not. Oh, she, she was like, gets it. Yeah, she was like, I'm a huge fan. And I was like, <gasps> oh my gosh. So then for the She's whole. She's the best therapist of your life. Yeah. So then for the whole rest of the session, she was able to talk to me about this thing. Oh, I love it. That And, and use Harry, Harry Potter, Potter terms. terms. Oh my God. Yeah, this is your it, dream. It was fucking so great. Dream. And then my other mini one is, this is the one that's kind of silly. I'm really fucking proud of myself for figuring out how to do that boxing jump. <laughs> I'm like Good really job. fucking proud of myself. I mean, I can't walk now because I've never worked my calves that hard before in my life. <laughs> but I fucking... You gotta stretch them out, bro. Oh, I stretched. My body was just like, what the fuck are you, you doing? What are you trying what to do? What are you doing? But I'm really proud of myself. I set a goal and I did it. Well, high fives to you. Thank you. Um, I kind of want to share something that I feel scared to share. It's going to start with a bummer, but ends on a high. Let's hear it. But just because of the tale we told. And yeah, let's do it. We'll be open about it. But there's yeah. been like two times in my life where I was very suicidal. Mm-hmm. And like one time actually cut my wrist with a razor mm-hmm. and like did it lightly. And like my family doesn't know. Like I was yeah. like in high school and you pretty much need to do it deeply to have it happen. But like, I was like bleeding a little and then I was like terrified that I would die. But I kind of just like tourniquet them, tourniqueted them and like prayed, put them (laughs) above my head and prayed I'd wake up in the morning. Good job. I think I could tell that like I wasn't like, it wasn't too deep but well, it was like probably a like a not that like this isn't surface. serious yeah. but it's also like a cry it was probably more a cry for help right. than an actual suicide attempt exactly like i just yeah. didn't want to be feeling the pain i was feeling anymore and wanted some things to change but then also didn't want to tell anyone that was happening because i was like i don't actually want you to take this and turn this into something that right. then i have to i don't even know what the fuck happens and, and there's a huge stigma yeah and then in my 20s i went through a very bad breakup and yep. there was a moment where i was living alone and all of my friends were in relationships and I didn't have a job literally all I had was the only appointment I had ever for an entire week would have been going to therapy yeah and I was like after I left therapy one week I was like I could go 
I have an entire week where no one expects to hear from me. Mm. Not a single human. Yeah. And I was like, my friends would obviously try to reach out, but like, it'd still be a couple days before they like came a knocking. And I remember that time because there would have been... It was bad. And it also would have been... There were, were times when you were in that dark place where I did reach out and it would be a few days before you got back to me. Yeah. So if it took you a few days to get back to me, it would be normal. It would be normal. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm very grateful for like having my grandmother at the time because she was one of the reasons that like I was like, I can't do that to her. To her. Like I was like, she is in her 90s. She helped raise me. I'm her baby baby. Like, and she's the most important person in this world to me. We're so connected. And I was like, this would devastate her. And I was like, I literally like it's maybe the only reason that saved me. But moral of the story is like, I could not see out of that darkness in those moments. But like, I can't like my life is so great now mm-hmm. I you couldn't have even imagined how great like life my life is so great now and i'm so happy i'm going to fucking bali tonight yeah. like I, I, i'm so grateful and it's like when they say it gets better like it fucking does yep why like do you think really i have fucking does. this too shall pass on my arm it's yeah. for moments like that where you cannot understand that it will pass you are physically incapable of understanding that it will pass the chemicals in your brain are not allowing you to have that thought yeah it's not it's not your fault no it's it's not the the lizard part of your brain that is supposed to tell you to survive at all costs this is is misfiring yeah and it's like this feeling is forever and that feels unbearable so you're like i want to die when it's end so the phrase people think that is wrong yeah and people think that it's morbid to say this too shall pass because it's or not everyone i think you get why this too shall pass yeah but there are some people where they're like this too shall pass that's so you know sad because that means the good passes too and i'm like no it just means that it'll pass like yeah be for the good moments be grateful for the good moments but also remember that they will pass and most importantly so will the bad exactly and it's like i got it permanently tattooed on my body for that reason and one of the my mantras of life recently is like the best is yet to come Mm. and that is for bad moments yeah and for good moments like in that same way where it's like you could be having literally like this is the greatest moment of my life and the best is still yet to come so it's like knowing that that's like there's just more and more good to come yeah even when you're down too yeah but i mean really like just tell your brain that you're a lying liar who lies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're a lying liar who lies and I'm leaving the fucking forest. I'm leaving the forest because Bali is ahead. It does get better. Yeah. So um, we will so. Um, post some stuff about uh, it got heavy, guys, but sometimes it has to get heavy. So we will post about um, suicide hotlines. For remember, sure. You know, reach out and talk to somebody. You just need to interrupt the pattern. Just interrupt the pattern and remember that's, this too that's good advice. shall pass. This Until <laughs> Kim and Kat stay alive, maybe? But we're staying alive, motherfuckers. Yeah, we fucking are. Um, so until next time, stay, stay alive and out of the suicide forest. forest. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Put a ghost in me. I'm I'm done. done.